We have visitors. I know. I will see them. You will? Yes. There's a great task needing to be done. Hello, my name's Spencer, aka Free Thrall, and this is Movie Monday, a Keep Off the Borderlands production. Now, at the time of recording this intro, I haven't listened to any of the entries as I wanted to give my honest opinion before possibly being swayed by any of the feedback. I may have some feedback to that feedback. We'll just play and find out. Twice each year, at the spring and autumn equinox, the king selects a new victim. Virgins. A lottery. Barbaric. And in return, this dragon, it leaves your villages and crops unburned. Your kings made a pact with a monster. This month's movie night was Dragon Slayer from 1981, directed by Matthew Robbins, with the tagline, In the Dark Ages, magic was a weapon, love was a mystery, adventure was everywhere and dragons were real. The first thing I noted was the quality of the performances and the confidence of the script and direction. There was very little exposition here. So much is left up to the actors' performances, the expressions and the tone in which words are spoken. That's all enough to tell us everything we need to know about this world and these characters precisely when we need to know it. I like the way magic is portrayed here. It's clearly very powerful and yet at the same time very subtle and there's something quite physical about it as well. As with other elements of the film, things are felt rather than explained. Our protagonist has a real fake-it-till-you-make-it air about him, a feigned arrogance that he hopes he has the cojones to back up. I did enjoy the way the story plays out, the turn of events, some really strong characters here, and some surprisingly gruesome moments. And then there's the dragon, Vermifrax Pejorative. I'm not sure that second name is necessary, but there you go. Also, the same goes for Galen Breadwalden, is it? Anyway. The dragon animation here is an awesome piece of work by Phil Tippett, the man behind the stop motion effects from the original Star Wars trilogy, Ed 209 from Robocop, and more recently, The Grizzly Beauty of Mad God, which I reviewed a few episodes ago. A stunning piece of work. For this film, Phil developed a new animation technique for the dragon called Go Motion, which incorporates 
motion blur into the still images of the model to counter that staccato effect you get from regular stop motion. Now, as much as I love the otherworldly effect of stop motion, this works really well here, particularly when we see the dragon crawling around inside its cave and that's blended seamlessly with some great puppet work. Really, really impressive stuff. The climax of the movie does fall a little flat for me. It, it works thematically, tying things up rather nicely. But I just think it could have been a bit more dramatic. I don't know whether it's just that the effects aren't quite there to pull it off. It just... It kind of there was a loss of tension there for me, I suppose. But I'm only saying that because I felt the rest of the film was so damn good. All in all, I was really surprised and impressed by this movie, and I still can't figure out why I didn't bother to watch it back in the day. Well, it's time for other folks to have their say. So without further ado, let's see the artifacts. You know, I don't remember when I first saw this movie. I do remember owning the Marvel comic adaptation of it. It's a great film, great performances, great effects, great score, plenty of magic on display from the opening with Yurik looking in the bowl of fire and seeing the future till the horse showing up at the end. I especially like Peter McNichols' performance. You know, he's probably best known for his role in Ghostbusters 2, but he's really good here in his Galen. I also like Caitlin Clark. She's more believable as a boy than Michelle Rodriguez is in Water Hills, The Assignment, even though Michelle is the advantage of a prosthetic member. But I think she's she's probably the, the badass in the movie, to be honest. She um, does a great job here. Really like what she do, brings to the role. Ralph Richardson, of course, is Yurik, is perfect. He doesn't get a ton of screen time, but I think that's for the best because you can't take your eyes off him when he's on the screen. John Halliman is Tyrion is a wonderful villain. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we call him a villain, but he was doing what he felt was best for his kingdom, right? And poor Hodge, played by the delightful Sidney Bromley, never had a chance. Peter Erie is wonderful as the king. You know, we all love Max Sinow as King Osric, but in a game, I expect the players are much more likely to encounter a king like this. You know, I mentioned the special effects, and Vermithak's pejorative is still my favorite movie dragon, my live-action movie dragon. It's a great name for a great worm. They spent 25% of the $18 million budget on the dragon, and I think not only does it show, it also still stands up. The sets and scenery and costumes are all wonderful. You know, they did use some matte paintings, but overall, the production feels suitably dirty, grimy, and authentic. SBI made a board game of this that seems well-liked, but I haven't played it. This film kind of fits in with Lady Hawk and Excalibur and a few other fantasy movies where it's an odd mixing of Christianity and with a fantasy. I still feel that Excalibur does it best, but I like the way this one does it better than Lady Hawk. In fact, I prefer this movie to Lady Hawk in just about every way. Um, and, and it, it is a treat seeing Ian McDermott, Emperor Palpatine himself, get roasted alive by Vermithax. You know, 
a lot of the critics at the time were slightly down on this, saying it was kind of a copy of Star Wars and saying that Ulrich was basically Obi-Wan Kenobi and that our hero was Galen was basically Luke Skywalker. And there may be some truth to that. But all in all, this is a strong film and one of the best fantasy films of all time. I think it still stands up. It also provides a great twist to incorporate in your games. When the heroes show up to either slay the dragon or defeat whatever it is that's threatening the locals, but the powers that be want to keep things status quo so they actively oppose the heroes. And of course, you can't use force against the king or the you know local officials. So how do you handle that? Great twist to throw in your games. Thank you again for hosting Movie Monday, Spencer. Really appreciate it. And I look forward to next month's film. Take care. Thank you for your kind words, Jason. Jason Connolly of Nerds RPG Variety Cast there. And yeah, thanks for running down through all those great performances and putting names to those faces. It's interesting that you say this movie was criticised for imitating Star Wars. I mean, criticising a fantasy tale for copying Star Wars, a film that's basically built on age-old fantasy tropes. That's kind of putting the cart before the horse, don't you think? And some great observations there about how you might use the plot of this film in a game. Great stuff. Hey, Spencer. Here are my thoughts on uh, Dragon Slayer. I don't know if I can make this cohesive or coherent, but being born in the 80s, I have vague memories of this. I would walk through the living room while it was on, and I was too scared to watch the whole thing. Yeah, the vague memories started coming back as I was watching it. I I think I also conflated it with uh, Tom Cruise's legend. But yeah, I mean... (laughs) It was such a great movie. Uh, So moody and atmospheric, especially the intro with the wizard's tower at night, everything. The pacing was great. They, uh, there wasn't like a huge info dump at one time. They were, they would give you important pertinent details slowly over time as the movie's progressing. So you get a sense of the world and the culture. Hodge was awesome. I feel bad for him. But uh, he was really cool. Ulrich with his coiling snake hat. I like that. All the all the theatrics at the beginning. When he's meeting with the, the group that have come to petition him. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just it's so, so neat. So many little touches. Interesting origins for dragons. If there weren't for if it wasn't for sorcerers, then there wouldn't be dragons. So it makes sense for Ulrich is the last sorcerer of a sort. So it, it seems fitting that what the sorcerers started, well, Ulrich would finish. That initial sacrifice, so great. The build-up, the suspense. You don't get a, a good look at the dragon. Will she escape? Well, nope, she won't. But, oh, the build-up, the suspense. The suspense throughout this movie is amazing. Like, when you need stakes, the stakes are there. Whether it's, will this, uh, this poor virgin escape? You know, will... Will Valerian in the lair be found? Will Galen be able to slay Vermithrax? You know, will the uh, will Galen be able to destroy the amulet at the right moment? The dragon, I mean, the the VFX 
for the time are extremely innovative, but I don't know if they they don't really hold up so well now. You can kind of see the the black lines where they're comping things in, but this is early '80s. What are you going to do? The I mean, they didn't win awards because I think it was Temple of Doom that uh, beat them out for like best VFX, but these were these were pretty good. A lot of budget spent on making those dragons. But and speaking of the dragon, it, it it's so cool to see how this force of nature has bent society around it. They have to create this whole lottery. This just impacts the entire society. I wonder uh, if taking that like a step farther, if there if virgins are the only ones, young virgin females are the only ones that could be sacrificed. I wonder why there isn't a culture of marrying early, uh, but maybe there's laws against that that are just not mentioned at all. But yeah, the lottery, stir the tiles, draw the name, read the name. It feels like it It could almost be historical. It, the world building, I feel, is just really great. That spear's amazing. Really cool. Bummer that it gets destroyed, but hey, we've got to have the sorcerer duel here. Well, it's not duel between sorcerers, but the Sorcerer coming to do his part. The touch at the end where the dragon boils in the water. I like that. That's kind of like an homage to Smaug. Boiling all the water of the lake is just amazing. I don't know. There's just so many cool parts. Um, Daniel would know more, but this feels more like uh, OD&D. Vermithrax can only be fought on the fantasy chart and only by a hero. I'm torn between the more animalistic dragons, like this one's portrayed. Vermithrax has a level of intelligence, but there's no speech and, you know, there's no master planning or anything. So you have that one on the one side, then you have Smaug on the other side. Cunning, devious, he, he can talk and, you know, he reasons with Bilbo. So I, I like them both. I want them both in a in a game, I guess. But like how do you justify that? I don't know. I'm curious what other people think. Which kind of dragon do you prefer? The two female leads are great. Valerian, brave, doesn't want to keep hiding, very noble. And uh Princess Elspeth, also naive, you know, just trusting in her father, but willing to sacrifice herself doing the right thing to serve her people. So there are all my random tidbits and takeaways. Thanks again for doing this, and take care. Thank you, Merck. Merck the mate there. And um, yeah, there's just such great world building going on in this film. All the nice little touches and attention to details and uh, yeah, how things are gradually built up and how the society is warped around this dragon to accommodate it. I don't doubt for a second there were rules in place to ensure that virgins remain virgins for as long as possible. Yeah, an, an animalistic dragon or a, you know an intelligent talking dragon. I don't know if I have a preference. I really like this dragon here. It certainly must have had a degree of intelligence because they've arranged this two virgins a year deal somehow um yeah you'd say about being scared when you were a kid i thought there were some particularly gruesome moments in this i mean i don't know about anybody else but watching 
somebody trying to drag their bloody hands out of manacles. I find that very disturbing. And that's not to mention what the uh, dragon babies are doing to that poor princess's dead body when we come across them. But um, yeah, great stuff. Hey, Spencer, just now got finished watching uh, Dragon Slayer. So hopefully I'm not too late. It's As I record this, it's the 18th of February, so I think I'm still under the deadline. But yeah, even having watched this movie just a couple years ago, I, I still really, really love this movie. Galen is friggin' awesome. He's like a, a nerdy, kind of whiny hero, but that's sort of what makes him so rad, right? He's not some muscly, buff dude. He's just a guy who, you know... It's just kind of a regular dude who gets up in the mix. He's got some power that's borrowed. Um, yeah, the two lead women in this movie are both total badasses. Uh, Valerian, the blacksmith's daughter, she's super rad. I don't know who didn't know she was a girl that whole time, but like, <laughs> as soon as you first see her, you're like, oh, it's a girl in armor. That's pretty cool. Uh but also Princess Elsbit is a total boss too. Um, you know, she she doesn't know that she'd been kept out of the lottery for so long. And once she finds out about it, she rectifies the situation very bravely and then wants to see it through. That's amazing. And to a certain extent, when you think about it, Galen's kind of the baddie. Maybe a little bit of the baddie, like the the guard captain who's portrayed in the movie as like the chief antagonist. He's just doing his job for love of his country. You know, he doesn't believe in this magic mumbo jumbo. Uh, And then Galen kills his ass. (laughs) But the, the moral the moral quandary it presents is pretty the movie presents is pretty interesting, you know, like. That, that it's that whole thing do you do you sacrifice a couple people to save the many do you sacrifice a few to save the masses um and when you first sort of learn about it and you hear the king's plan how he planned on waiting the dragon out because it's an old dragon you're like huh maybe that's an okay plan maybe maybe if the dragon's dead you could stop the lottery but As soon as you find out there are dragon babies, then you know, like, nope, nope. As uh, the wizard, the chief wizard points out, he made a deal with a monster and that that does not work out. Um, Yeah, like the whole idea of the lottery, right? That's interesting because the dragon didn't come up with that. There's no indication that the dragon was ever could talk or anything or could it i don't know like how did they come up with the lottery system did they experiment did the dragon say hey i want two virgins a year two virgins a year on the solstices or the equinoxes i don't i don't think so i feel like one of the kings maybe the king's brother no it wasn't the king's brother it must have been before that um just was like oh this will work And it did. It did appease the dragon. But I don't feel like the dragon ever 
said, give me virgins and I won't burn your crops. So, yeah, like the dragon's just being a wild animal. Um, and then they go in there and murder all this. That scene where the dragon finds his murdered babies, that's very sad. That scene is very sad. And it's like, you put this in the movie and it's awesome because it's such a gray area. I, I friggin' love this movie. It's such a D&D movie. It's, I, I want to run a game in this world. It's awesome. I love... Oh man, I love the magic in this world. There's a ton of magic and weird magic, but awesome magic. Like dude controls the weather and dies and comes back to life like a simulacrum or something. Uh, It's just a friggin' awesome, awesome movie. There's a cool crow in it in the start of the movie. That's fantastic. The music's, yeah, the music's all right, but it's just, it's, it's a great movie. They're, they're, the love story between Valerian and Galen is <laughs> it's kind of awkward, but they're both awkward. And so it's kind of adorable. It's kind of a little bit adorable. Um, I, I love that they got together and it's just, uh, it's a fun movie. You could probably cut 15 minutes here or there to get it to a tight 90 minutes, but you know, you don't, I don't know. You don't need to. It's just, the movie has a pace. It, it's pretty fast pace. It was just, it's just a fun movie, man. I, I really, really like this movie. And like I said, I had just watched it a couple years ago uh, when we were talking about it down back on Down in the Heap. We were talking a lot about this movie. And yeah, there's a ton of magic in it. <laughs> ton of spells get cast. Magic weapons. It's friggin'. It's dope, dude. I The whole idea, I want to run a game of, like, you know, warrior-wizard going off on adventures together. A warrior and a wizard off doing stuff together. And they're, uh, like, the whole idea, the, the warrior's got to find a wizard to help kill the dragon. And that's just, that sounds fun. That's an awesome, awesome game. Uh, the world is a fantastic world for a D&D setting. I love... Like, <laughs> I love how the church is flat out wrong, <laughs> like, in this movie. Wrong in the sense of their beliefs are wrong. They believe that praying will get rid of the dragon, and that clearly, <laughs> demonstrably, is proven false. And I think that's pretty awesome, man. That's a bold statement uh, for the movie in 1981 to make. But, you know, even for 81, the special effects are good. Like, they're good. They're as good as a lot of the crap we see today. Um, Like, bad CGI is worse than stuff they were doing in 1981. Bad CGI in 2024 is worse than stuff they were doing in 1981. Take that. Like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Where are we going? Anyway, thank you for picking Dragon Slayer. It is a bummer that it's not available everywhere. That ah, Man, I feel bad for Jules because I think she'd really, really like this movie. So hopefully someday, one of these days, we'll be able to get it figured out so she can watch it because it's just dope. Anyway, thank you for hosting. Thank you for picking an awesome movie. Henchman, as always, thank you for the idea. I can't wait to hear everybody's calls, which we're going to do right now. Peace out. Hey Joe, Joe Richter of Hindsightless there. 
As far as Galen being the baddie, I don't know. Um, it certainly took me a while to warm to him. Even then, he's a little on the fence about the whole thing. He does think that he's possibly meeting his end here, doesn't he? And he's seemingly spent his entire life in this wizard's tower. You know, he's just lost his master, as far as he's concerned. And this is his first gig, slaying a dragon. So he basically has to grow up here overnight. He certainly doesn't have anything on the women in this film, as far as having the courage of their convictions goes. I have to be honest, it did take me a little while to realise that Valerian was a woman. You know, I think that's just because I was being swept along by the whole atmosphere of the film. The take on the church was certainly interesting. I don't know if the movie was trying to say anything about Christianity beyond showing these two worlds being at odds with each other. I don't know, maybe it was. But yeah, certainly praying wasn't getting the job done. And bad CGI, what's up with that? It's like with each of these Marvel movies that comes out, Things seem to be going from bad to worse. It's almost as if they can't be bothered anymore. I mean, there are still films with good CGI in them being made, but more often than not, they're generally films with a lower budget. So it's it's not the case of how much money is being spent on these effects, clearly. I think it's more of a care and attention thing. Anyway, that's a conversation for another time, I feel. Thanks, Joe. Great stuff there. As for Jules getting to watch the movie, it was brought to my attention by Menion, a.k.a. Rob, of Confessions of a Wee Timorous Bushy, that Dragon Slayer is currently available to watch on YouTube. So, I sent her a link. Not that I want to encourage criminal behaviour, but if she can't get to watch it legitimately, then I say, go for it. And talking of Rob. Hello Spencer, this is Minion, also known as Rob, calling from Confessions of a Wee Timorous Bushy podcast. Uh, hopefully this is not too late. I don't think it's too late. I'm calling in regarding the movie Dragon Slayer. And this is a 1981 movie that somehow I completely missed. I thought it was another movie. I remember some other movie about slaying dragons and I thought that was this and it wasn't. I had never seen it before. I managed to find a very decent copy of it on YouTube, uh, which may upset some of you. Um, it was in widescreen, apparently restored. No idea um, about the details there. Um, however, this enabled me to watch a movie that I would otherwise have been unable to see. Um, I think it would have been quite difficult for me to get hold of that in Japan. Possibly I could have got it, seen it, um, rented it or bought it however uh, I may do that now that I've seen it as I found it an absolutely wonderful movie uh, I'm not going to go into too many details other people will speak about that much better than I will here but I watched it in three sittings as I was on holiday uh, or on the in the process of going on holiday in down in Okinawa uh, so part of it I watched on my phone not ideal but Still, it made a strong enough impression on me that I felt it was worth um, 
recommending this movie to fantasy film fans or whatever role playing fans. Uh, why was it good? Um, it was strange. Is one point of goodness in it? Strange in a good way. Weird. There was a bit of weird magic going on, and the wizard, the initial wizard, the actor. Um, he was so good in the beginning that the acting of the main uh, character really annoyed me at first, found very, very wooden. But that character, or at least his acting, seemed to warm up as the film progressed and he, he became more bearable. But there was certainly, I felt, a very strong, um, well, annoyance really uh, at the difference in the standard of acting between these two actors opening the scenes uh, of the movie. Um yeah, so the, this wizard is has obviously a long-term vision of what is going... He can see the future, right? And he, he has a vision of what's going to be. So he makes plans um, so that things will work out for the best. And it's not entirely obvious what's going on, but you can kind of guess it, I suppose, um, from the way that things open up. I mean, the clues are all there, but... Um, I didn't quite pick up on it, to be honest. Uh, part of this is because I've been watching it in parts. Um, I wasn't fully um, paying attention to start with. Um, the the scenes are nice. The, the scenery is beautiful. It seems to have been filmed in Wales and in Scotland. Um, it is dirty and dark and cold-looking and wet-looking, um, which is fine by me. That's like home. Um, it looks like... You know, the, the early medieval period or the Dark Ages, which is probably more Dark Ages, isn't it? Uh, the special effects, the dragon looked pretty good. I, I, you know, it looked good. It, it was monstrous and terrifying. Um, the scales were fascinating. The, the, the magic was interesting. The, the woman dressed as a boy. Oh, God knows why I didn't notice that it was a boy. I thought he looks a bit pretty and I was wondering you know do I have uh, interests in in different facets of uh, sexuality that I was unaware of uh, it was a man yeah <laughs> or it was a woman in man's clothing oh my goodness um yeah gender bending so there you go uh, kind of finding new parts of my uh, identity perhaps um interesting character the fact this younger boy everybody's looking to that person to lead them and um, clearly they're the most motivated to do anything, why are they motivated? We find out it's because that person is a woman and a peasant to boot. Uh, and they, that is the person who has the most to lose from the deal that the the kings have with the dragon. You know, that this, this uneasy peace that they've created with the dragon is based entirely on basically the subjugation of women, Right. <laughs> Sorry to get a little bit, you know, feminist with you guys, but that's what it is. Um, and and they they're throwing the women under the bus, um, but only the peasant women, not not the king's daughter. And this becomes an issue later. Now the princess is actually um, quite charming, uh, and her resolve to address this terrible inequality leads to her death you know there's no save saving her she's she's snuffed out like that which was an interesting deviation from what i was expecting the relationship between the woman who is revealed to you know the man who is revealed to be a woman and the wizard's apprentice is interesting it, it's kind of typical in many ways but it's also 
it helps develop the apprentice's character. He's growing. He's a growing. It's a coming of age story in some ways, uh, and he is shaped by his master, the wizard, in many ways. Going through the movie, he his powers are based on largely the wizard, his master's powers in this stone. It seems, and. The master tests him, and sometimes he does that by giving him powers, and sometimes he does it by taking them away, it seems. And I found that very interesting. He's also shaped the boy. Sorry, I'm not giving names because, you know, I've got to watch it again. I can't remember the name, sorry. But he's also shaped by his feelings for this woman. Again, a coming-of-age story. And, uh, yeah, he shares her feelings. And it seems the wizards have a, a strong sense of duty to the common people as well, that they protect them, uh, and that the aristocracy is somehow removed. Now, they aren't entirely removed. They also see an importance in protecting the kingdom, not just their power, but the people, because the people of the land is their power, right? Um, but they have uh, things that they're willing to sacrifice, <laughs> other people, <laughs> you know, the serfs, the peasants and so on, and things they're not willing to sacrifice in some ways quite naturally who, who would want to sacrifice their own daughter. Um, the last thing I would like to touch on, and I'm sure others are going to mention this, and if they don't, it's something we, we could draw out, but was the, the, the sense of um, British paganism, is that the right word? Celtic polytheism, let's call it, because that's what it is, and uh, Christian monotheism, and the tension between the two. And um, there's a sense that the world of the gods, the old gods, is past, and that magic is disappearing, and the dragons, time of the dragons is gone, and it will all be replaced with a better, more focused and civilised world, a new Britain led by the forces of Christianity, Christianization of, of, of the people, which was an interesting point, but it started to feel a little bit hackneyed and, and laboured because we've seen this before, maybe not at the time, but since, and you've got it in Marion Zuma Bradley's, um, was it Avalon, Morgana Le Fay, but it's kind of interesting at the end because this he 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 wishes for the horse and there's a horse appears so there's a sense that wishes can still be granted or perhaps that he still has his power that he he is actually coming into his power as a wizard so the the actual final scenes there are uncertain and you know the 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 sense that the magic is leaving the world isn't absolutely for certain um we don't know what's going to happen here we don't know uh, what will be what's next in his life um so it, it was a good it was a nice ending i liked it uh, and that's all i've got to say um really looking forward to the other people's uh, opinions on this and the episode and probably follow up episodes because i think people will have a lot to say about this and i'm going to watch it again and i might even grab a, a copy a proper copy um so i can see it in all its glory because it did look quite spectacular actually um yeah so lovely movie thank you uh to everybody for um suggesting this and, and uh talking about it thank you Menyon. i certainly wasn't expecting this film to have folks questioning their sexual preferences but hey it's never too late to learn something new about yourself is it 
you say Valerian has the most to lose. She has managed to hoodwink her community. But yeah, I'm sure that situation gets more and more tenuous with each passing day. And there's nothing wrong with getting a feminist perspective on this movie. In fact, it would be nice to hear a female voice calling in. Fingers crossed. The film locations were great. Some beautiful Welsh and Scottish countryside there. And yes, as beautiful as it is, it also gets grim, dark and very wet too. And it is a strange film, as you say. In some ways, it's a typical fantasy, but my expectations were subverted at several points in this film. And there is that sense that time of magic is at an end and that Christianity offers something new, something better. But as Joe points out, it certainly doesn't play out that way. And as you say, at the end, yeah, we still do have that promise of magic. Hey, Spencer, it's Lex, and I'm calling to talk about 1981's Dragon Slayer for Movie Monday. No audio bits in this call, unlike last time. I'll leave that to you, the master. Okay, well, maybe just one. (laughs) Wow, those were some weird stacked animal sounds in there. Uh, Anyway, uh, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but Dragon Slayer is kind of a mixed bag. Uh, Written and directed by Matthew Robbins, who people may know from another effects-driven film, 1986's Batteries Not Included. Though I'm a much bigger fan of 1985's Legend of Billie Jean, which he directed. And that is a total hidden gem, teenage rebellion flick. Strongly recommend people check that one out. Uh, The cast of Dragon Slayer is alright. I mean, it's great to see Ralph Richardson again so soon after Time Bandits. He plays that wizard to a T. Uh, John Hallam, I wasn't familiar with him, but he plays the murderous Tyrion extremely well. Uh, On the other hand, the people who have most of the screen time, Ghostbuster 2's Peter McNichol and Caitlin Clark, are just kind of fine. I mean, they're okay. Uh, Also, oh, excellent cameo by Ian McDarmid. Uh, Emperor Palpatine himself is that priest. Really fun. So this movie has great RPG potential, right? Uh, The whole thing where you kill a wizard with an enchanted dagger. The wizard's soul hangs out in an amulet until their ashes are scattered in a magic lake. And then they come back to life, but still have that tie to the amulet. Plus, they can explode. Fantastic RPG stuff. Just slot that right into a game, either as a plot device or just as a cool ritual wizards can do. Uh, But I think the real sort of coming apart of Dragon Slayer to me is that this movie clearly puts all of its eggs in the dragon basket. Uh, It does a great job teasing the monster. It gives it a great lair. It flies. It breathes fire. It fights a wizard. It does everything a dragon can do. The most dragonous dragon that's ever dragoned. But ultimately, I felt like a lot of the effects have not aged as well as I wanted them to. Certain things work. Uh, The facial animatronics pulled up pretty well. I think some of the stop motion, particularly when it's crawling around in the cave, excellent. But a lot of the blue screen compositing, especially when it's flying around, the tech just wasn't there in 81, and it looks bad. 
Uh, I really wish that we could have seen this movie like 10 years later with the industrial light and magic and Stan Winston team up that we got for Jurassic Park doing the effects. I think if that had happened, this movie really could have lived up to its full potential. Uh, But then again, at least it's not the miserable CGI slop of 96's Dragonheart, so thank God for that. Oh, geez, this movie has a lot going for it. I mean, it's got a really concise script. It's got really effective dark tone, shocking for a Disney movie, and some really fun magic, especially in the third act. Uh, But ultimately, it builds itself as the dragon movie, and I think it doesn't quite get the dragon to work. So to me, it doesn't quite stick the landing. But hey, I'm really excited to hear what other people think about Dragon Slayer. I'm looking forward to that. And thanks again, Spencer, for doing... Movie Monday. Hey Lex, Lex Mandrake of Dank Dungeons there. And I have to say, compared to the other takes, you certainly have a spicy one. To say it's the dragonest dragon that ever dragoned and then hit us with it doesn't get the dragon to work, you're taking no prisoners here, are you? I'm with you on the compositing of that final sequence. I think that's why the end doesn't quite work for me either, but I give it a pass because it gets everything else right as far as I'm concerned. Interesting that you say they should have got the team from Jurassic Park to do this because Phil Tippett, who did the effects here, was originally brought in by Spielberg to do those dinosaurs. When they made the decision to go digital, they kept Phil on as an advisor and I like to think that that's why those effects still hold up as well as they do today. As for leaving the sound clips to me, I'm not sure that's such a good idea. Listen to me, Galen Bradwarden, sorcerer's apprentice. You're going to be dead. The dragon will be worse than ever. There will be more lotteries. And I'm not a boy anymore. And you'll be eligible because... Because I'm still a virgin. I think I'll see a way out of this. Okay, Southwest Sofa reconvenes for another another month of movie madness. Yeah, we're looking forward to this. No gangster greeting today. No gangster greeting. No man, I just completely. I keep keeping this one down. Mostly because I'm, 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 I'm a little bit worried that you you seem to think that I've seen this one. I'm not wholly convinced I have. Well, maybe you haven't. So I'm, I'm. So you, you cut. You only go gangster if you've seen it. Yeah, that's, for real. That's your, no, no, just, that's your just, MO. Like, In that confident. case, I better go. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I have actually seen this within, I reckon, the last year or so, because I was listening to another podcast where I think Rob from Down the Heap was talking about it and made me maybe want to watch it. So, cool. but so this is the reverse. I've seen it recently, and you 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 don't uh, think you've seen it, and if you have, it's been a long time. Yeah, for real, it's not one that kind of yeah. that really sticks out of my mind. Because you remember like, films, right? So if you, I tend to, yeah. So, yeah. but I, I think we had, did see this back in the day because I have a very vague memory because I've seen it now. So some yeah. of it came back to me, and I know yeah, I have cool. seen it. But um, the only thing I would say is a slight. This is, it's not a spoiler for plot, but it's a bit that you know. I've got what happened with like ba- time bands. I get these preconceptions, and it kind of gets in my way of enjoying the film. So I've got to try and work my brain so I don't like get yeah, like. I do that now though, but don't do that bothering with the 
with the score for Time Bandits, that's fine. Yeah, we won't talk about the score for Time Bandits. <laughs> I'll go back in time and fix that one. You know what? I should go back and look at all my old scores because maybe it's too hard on it. Because if I think, well, I've gave that a four and a half, yeah. then that's a bit harsh on Time yeah. Bandits. And actually, I want to see it again because I know some people on that, when uh, Free For All reviewed it, said they watched it a second time and it was much better because they didn't get the jarring Monty Python thing. Yeah. That's what took me out of it. They're like, wait a minute, this is Monty Python, this is not Time Bandits. But the one thing that put me off this film when I saw it last time, and it took me, and I, I found it hard to focus, so I'm going to wipe my brain a bit, is this guy here. I think it's this guy. It's not a very good image of him. Mm -hmm. He's, um, I think he's in Ali McBeal. Oh, the actor. okay. Right. So when I was watching it, I kept thinking, it's Ali McBeal. What's going on? Mm. And it, it made, me, made me think of it. So you probably wouldn't even think of that. Now you watch it, like, bloody Ali McBeal. Yeah, I'm not convinced I watched okay. that much Ali McBeal. Yeah, more, well, maybe. more hardcore, man. Okay. I was on the streets. Well, LA, LA Law. For real. Okay. CSI Miami. Just trying to make sure that I can do the ginger thing with the glasses huh? and the, the kind of the pose. What's that? He does. He's got his sunglasses. He and does? takes them off for yeah, I dramatic effect. And yeah. he's ginger. Is he? Yeah, it's like disappointing. He's such a douche. But. Fair enough. Okay. So <laughs> the problem is I've seen it within the last year, but I, will, I won't. I know the general plot, but I bet you I'll still be kind of like not really remember it because I'm well, all it's I'm, my superpower for getting films. It is, it is your superpower. <laughs> superpower. All I'm hoping for for this, if, yep. I'm, if I'm brutally honest, I think there, Clive Dales. That's what I'm really hoping for. <laughs> you know what? If you're going to diss me, you know why we're watching this this time? It's because we're meant to be watching Dungeon Master. You said you had the DVD. Yeah, I do have the DVD. I'm just yeah, somewhere, I, right? So I thought I bet he won't be able to find that bloody DVD. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Dragon Slayer with me just in case. And guess what we're watching. <laughs> to be fair, I only started looking when you're actually here, so oh, right, uh, yeah. it's probably fairly bad planning anyway. on my part. But anyway, we're good. All right, so ready to go? Yeah, no music. The no, there's no intro there's on no this intro one. Music. We are actually on the play scene, but um, mm, oh well, next time. Yeah, old DVD. Right, I'm gonna pause this bad boy. So here he goes. Okay, dude, that was Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. Yeah. So. That I haven't seen. You definitely haven't seen. <laughs> definitely haven't seen. Okay. But definitely haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely have seen it within a year, and I was surprised how much I'd forgotten. I've, I remember <laughs> the big bits. I forgot. A, I forgot about that evil like dude nemesis who was always trying to like, you know, kill the kill yeah. the wizard in yeah, the beginning yeah. and shot the old guy with a bow and then tries to kill, kill uh, a little guy. Yeah, tries to kill him. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know what? Came to came to a suitably abrupt, not not abrupt, but uh, a suitably yeah, grizzly kind of end. Grizzly end on a thing there. You were saying yeah. you quite enjoyed how we, yeah. how we how we bought the ticket. Yeah, well, the farm rather. I guess we're jumping a little bit to that, but I did like the fact that 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 web, like he uses lateral thinking. He knew that blade was so sharp that uh, that post wasn't any protection, and he just stabbed him straight yeah. to the gut. Yeah. So that was pretty. That was pretty cool, and we quite enjoyed speculating on what that would actually qualify as. So yeah. we did think yeah. like some sort of vorpal spear or like. Sort spear dragon of sharpness as well on the thing there. Yeah, we were thinking Dra like yeah. A dragon lance. Thing there, so definitely had a dragon lance like vibe. It kind of esque, didn't it? So that was quite cool. Yeah. Okay, so haven't but seen interesting it. Interesting. What happened to it afterwards as well? So the kind of yes, it stayed in the dragon, but there was no. They didn't find it. Yeah, they didn't, or anything right. like that at all. Like, you know, the dragon so, was pulling at its neck, wasn't yeah. it? With his kind of weird, creepy hand. But yeah. where did it end up? Yeah, it's Jeremy Beadle hand. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, maybe he just threw it into his lair or something. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. yeah. Ah, treasure. That's the thing that'll be mm, part of the thing there. Treasure later, you're yeah. right. So let's let's do some big picture stuff. I, I actually I thought I, I actually did think the start was pretty groovy because I was left with doubt whether they were 
the ma magicians were charlatans or real magic users. And, yeah. And the, the magic was weird because it was kind of, it was lightly in it. Sometimes you almost didn't, almost didn't believe that there was real magic. So it was, it was a grimy, a sort of gritty kind of environment. It was really, I thought it was really plausible. Like all the scenery and the clothing and the yeah. the peasant stuff that all I think had a pretty good. It felt like a coherent world to me. Yeah, absolutely. I think I agree with it with the thing there. This, I think, like we were discussing, it's part of it. You kind of go, was all of the magic that we saw when we saw it, just from really either your man that was really really low level on stuff there, yep. pretending getting a little bit of power from the from the uh, from the um, from the amulet amulet thing or the wizard deliberately making himself not to be not to look too powerful so that people then underestimate underestimate and stuff there because at the end yeah it was super high fantasy magic wasn't it yeah, stuff there, yeah. So. shooting lightning bolts yeah I, I i thought actually that that was a nice <coughs> plot twist wasn't it the fact that that in fact because we were discussing what what level was this this young guy because he was obviously full of himself when he thought he had the amulet he could do it yeah but I did, I did like the plot twist that like this old, this old wizard was like, I'm not walking all the way to, all, to, all the way across. Went down the, to the corner shop. Yeah, I'm gonna get my apprentice, fake my own death, and get the apprentice to like <laughs> take me there. But yeah. the really important part of this is I've got to make sure that my retainer doesn't die, and then he throws my ashes yeah. in the water. He knows exactly what's going on, but doesn't tell anybody else, <laughs> and then doesn't really tell the other guys. It was a bold move because yeah. if he if he hadn't found the retainer, the retainer hadn't told him to throw in the water, and he hadn't finally twigged about the water. Then I guess the old wizard would have been like yeah, trapped well, forever in the amulet or something. Like we were saying though, we we missed because we didn't we couldn't work out whether it was running water or oh, yeah. anything there. So true. And that was after he pulled him in to say it to him as well. Come yeah. On, <laughs> <laughs> Enunciate, boy. Enunciate, please. You old bastard, tell down, me. Please? Can you write that down? Yeah. So we, we you worked it out. It was fire burning, burning water, not running water. Burning, burning water. water and fire lake. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Which was the stuff that was underneath. So that's a key. That was a key, yeah, but... <clears throat> key bit that could have been said well. But yeah. So and then I thought it was quite. We we both liked the bit that the the girl was, you know, the girl faking as a boy was, was you know you know for nineteen eighty one I thought it was pretty good that she was ballsy and went in and got the the dragon scales because without her he would have been toast right. Yeah, so yeah, hundred percent. That she was. Yeah. You know she she definitely took a chance there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then you're a bit jumpy, so when that baby dragon jumped out oh, of me i scream like a girl that type of thing there. i mean that's how we're right. so progressive we are i scream like a girl you were such um, you were a squealer i am a squealer or anything there. It's, I'm, I'm still slightly nervous and shaking i think it's probably fair to fair say enough, fair enough yeah yeah and then um <laughs> just to note that's the exact opposite of what, what? it's a slander <laughs> okay in fairness all i'll say is i've got good reactions that's all i've got really good reactions so when something jumps out at me i'm like yeah Quasi. I thought that was cool. I love the. I think the weapon was. I think I. I actually did like that the magic was. It was there and the, but not quite. It wasn't in your face and there was no posy fighting. And I, I like the way the king knew about it. He was trying to turn gold lead into gold and it burned his yeah, hand. Yeah. And, Got it again. But again, though, for that, that was the whole thing that obviously that the amulet had all of that wizard's power. Must have been inside it. Or him in it or phylactery. You said phylactery. It was almost like yeah. a phylactery, wasn't it? it? Was, yeah. Although he, although he came. Well, well, anyways. Um, yeah, but anyway. equally, when he was using that stuff, everything was overly powerful, so that it, so that it then kind of made it to the point where you know when he called the landslide, it went absolutely crazy. Oh, yeah, and yeah. It did far too much. Yeah, yeah. So when the guy was trying to then trying to turn the lead into gold, he mm. didn't know what he was doing to so burn him and stuff there. Yep. So it was like kind of that whole thing of 
I can't imagine it was. Controlled I do properly. wonder if he was actually inside it all along, kind of thing, almost, yeah. and therefore he was kind of slightly being the puppet master. I don't know, yeah, or maybe. but or reluctantly, I don't know, maybe. But what about the dragon? Because I thought, I thought, so for nine eighty one, I thought the movement and the, the articulation, the way the dragon crawled, oh, that was really good, amazing, the, the fl- really good, the flying was good. Yep. Um, and the I, I like the way they did that thing, you know, where maybe the graphics and the puppetry wasn't so great, so they didn't want to show like. It all in once. There's a bit of a reveal. There's a claw. Yeah, and a, a tail and things yeah. moving stuff there. Some of it was, you know, you'd expect to see it move a bit quicker. Yeah. So like the claw coming down was just that kind of classic slow monster <laughs> thing as opposed to, you know, it's supposed to be coming down quite quick and stuff. So they could have sped that up a little bit. Could have done. But, but the, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, we were talking the thing there. Well, I like the flame. The flaming was good. Yeah. I think if I'm if I if I'm going to level any criticism, I thought that the head in close-up was a little bit weak, only because I think it was... It's probably too static, right? I don't think it had enough... Not enough blinking, articulation, Blinking yes. eyelids or flaring yeah. nostrils. Oh, right. But I think for... We were saying, like, maybe the 80s was you know, quite high peak for puppetry. So I, I thought it was really good. Mm. But I thought it was really strong when it was doing the kind of slightly panned out crawling. Because they animated oh, like a bat. that was amazing. That was really good. Right. And the baby dragons as well. The baby they dragons were, yeah, were good. Yeah, they, they were good. They, they were very good. good as well, so... Okay. So, oh, so... I mean, yeah. I think so, that there was no, there was no needless animal cruelty. <laughs> All the animals actually escaped. Well, the horse escaped at the beginning. It's true. There was a chicken. Didn't even go for a thing there. there was a chicken. He created a chicken. He didn't, he didn't oh, kill it. He just there was just lots of feathers around. Right. There, weren't, there wasn't any. Uh, there wasn't any. There was uh, no punching. Apart from killing. <laughs> there was no. There well, was, we were missing no. some punching of needless, <laughs> needless violence. <laughs> there was no animals that had been painted. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, or, no uh, painted animals. Yeah. It's quite, 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 quite. I'm not sure if I feel like we think, missed out. I think or... Mr. Trickier, surely. <laughs> yeah. Someone should have painted a, a cow black and punched it out, and then we would have been happy. <laughs> um, okay, so unless you got, I don't know whether you want to jump the swords. I'm just trying to think if there's if there's other bits and pieces. I think you know, not a particularly well-known cast, but right. I thought they were quite strong all the way through. I that thought that really was good. great. I don't think I, I I was a bit. I think the old guy, you know, the guy who mumbled about. I struggle. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I found him a bit steptoe. I found him a bit hard to understand. But maybe that was, by, you know, that was by purpose because they wanted to, you know, they didn't want to say throw him in the fire lake. Yeah, yeah. In the burning river, or whatever yeah. it was, and like, oh yeah, there's a burning river. Yeah. Like, maybe, Although again, with that though, maybe only meant to partly hear it. It's, it's a fairly crucial part of the whole thing. <laughs> it's like we were saying with the thing there. You'll know when to break the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you just tell just, us, dude? Just what's your plan, man? Yeah. Just tell me what your Spit plan it is, out. bro. You, gr- you, gr- you grumbled about a bit of dinner. You could have just said, when the dragon's got me, blow it up. Yeah, for real. Because that would have been handy, but you're right. <clears throat> because that girl could have spoiled the whole plan. Yeah, for real. And I think, just going back to the like the effects and other bits and pieces, mm. like the wizard chap... Um, Resisting the flame. Oh the cleric, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the cleric, not. I thought that was That's quite true. good. They they did that quite well. And I did like the way the dragon sneak attacked the wizard because he like yeah. he was like he did some stuff and then like next minute he just appeared out like next yeah. time going yeah. And the wizard was like oh this is unpleasant. But I yeah. like the way the dragon didn't like just kind of swoop around and, and like you know kind of be really obvious. He yeah. kind of like somehow crept up and like yeah. flared his wings out. That was pretty cool. But um, but when it was swooping around, it was. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was a great dragon to watch. Yeah, I you know I'll say back in eighty one that's that would have been that would have been really good. But even watching it now, I could see there's a bit of a halo around it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh like, yeah, hundred percent. Not looking too hard at that. I think this whole this, but for this there was a lot of stuff where movement was not captured particularly well on the on the DVD. Yeah. But I think that's more 
the DVD rather but, than the... But, but, yeah, it might be the the thing, but yeah. the, the way it was reproduced. But if you, I don't know, could you remaster or whatever? Anyway, I still, even despite the kind of, I could sort of see the shadow yeah. of it, I just thought it was still done. Really? I, thought, well. I still would think really it was well. pretty convincing, actually. Yeah. Um, so, I enjoyed that. You know what? I definitely enjoyed it a second time around because I got over my, my weird hang-up about the guy from Alec Mobile. I just watched yeah. this film now. I, you know what? i got to wipe my brain. Were you maybe thinking about that too much? Hmm? Were we you thinking about that maybe too much and that's why you missed maybe the, the, the jump scare? <laughs> I think we were just, just, just inquiring I probably, minds what I, I know, probably, man. I probably squealed <laughs> like, a, like a PIG when the time I watched it as well. I, it, honestly, I just got good reactions. I see it. <laughs> It's really embarrassing. I was watching Jurassic Park with Thomas. He's not very old, and that there's a bit where they're down in the sewer or something, and the the, the dinosaur pokes his head through like a electrical circuit because like why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? And of course, I'm not expecting a dinosaur to be said through electrical circuit, so I like let out quite a squeal. <laughs> and he was a little bit. Sh I don't think he's ever seen me squeal before. So he's like, "What up? What's this?" Well, normally, you're so alpha. Yeah, that's, that's right, man. It's all, I'm all about the alpha. Yeah, you're right. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did tell him I had good reactions. So yeah, maybe I cover. Probably a thing there. Yeah, that's where we think. Yeah, uh, cover from a side. Yeah. All right, man. Should we? we did you say you want to do Dragon Bones? Ooh, oh, I'm very happy to do Dragon Bones. No, we're single swords, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless you're. Oh no, yeah, no, fair enough. All, all, all right, okay. Are we switching to Dragon Bones? No, for let's the new year? swords because I think everyone knows. Everything. Oh, it's a new year, isn't it? It's a new year. Oh, you know what? Also, free for all is now in charge. So we've had a, a stewardship handover. Yeah. In honor honor of that, should we should we dragon bones for the rest of the yeah, year? We probably should dragon bones for the rest of the year. But you know, the problem with dragon bones, what are you gonna do for half a dragon bone? Uh, maybe a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think... Or a phalange. <laughs> dragon parts. <laughs> dragon parts. There mm, we go. That's, that's definitely confusing. All right. Well, well yeah, it's, it's I tell you what, we'll try difficult concept, I think, but I think we'll we'll give it a go. We'll try out this week, and if it bombs, we'll scrap it. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, right. So for Dragon Slayer, Dragon Slayer, yeah, uh, yeah, well, I'm sure it was. Do you, do you want me to go first this time? Because I think I went, I, went, I went, you went first last time. I'm very happy for you to go first. No, you go first. Well, you know what? I don't know why I gave it last time when I watched it by myself, but I definitely, definitely enjoyed it a lot more. I thought really hung together. The, the acting was great. I thought um, I liked the fact that it was. A little bit zany at the beginning with the fake death and all that. Yep. So you know what? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. Oh dear, we're dragon dragon. Dragon bones. Yeah. I'm gonna give it four. <laughs> kind of four canines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna four point six. Four point six. Yeah, I reckon. So four 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 teeth and a no. Four I'm ribs. <laughs> It's not working for me, dude. I'm going to have to... Four sort... Four heads. Dragon heads. There you go. Dragon right, heads. Okay, yeah. So, four dragon heads and... 4.6 dragon heads. I'm just going to say. 4.6 dragon heads. Okay. You could have... I think people are going to struggle to imagine the point six. Yeah, that's know, the problem, so... Otherwise but if it, I say a fraction... Otherwise, it would have been like perfect for them to, yeah. to visualise. But so, like half a cranium. Just, it's not going to work, is no, it? No, it needs to be something else that they can... All right. Four, four dragon heads <laughs> and an upper jaw. Okay, nice. All right, right. Fair enough. There you go. Um, so I think probably along the similar lines, really. To be honest, I think I'd loved. I, I loved the spear. The spear was really cool. The mm -hmm. dragon. The, the dragon spear. Um, I loved the fact that he didn't. He couldn't particularly wield it that well either. Yeah. So it was. It wasn't suddenly that he was. You know, he was a pretty rubbish wizard. 
and also he yeah. was an awful warrior. So he, he yeah, it wasn't have... it wasn't too ballsy. He actually <coughs> beat the guy with his brain because he pushed yeah. it to the yeah, stick. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, good point. Um, so, and just and as I say, from my perspective, just a really enjoyable film. I just it, we, it, I think there were lots of things there again where where you were saying where, um, these type of there were lots of scenes that just wouldn't fit in films nowadays but that's just oh you mean the pacing yeah yeah, yeah, the the pacing pacing stuff there so so, that's of its time and that's what we the thing there and and to be fair i think for some of the stuff for this type of genre it's what we kind of want as part of that film as well isn't it we want that kind of but it wasn't a long film though that was the other thing it wasn't that long because i remember saying to you well how far are we you know how how long is this film because i didn't feel we'd made a lot of so they obviously accelerated at the end right yeah but yeah. like the dancing scene, I thought this one yeah. got cut. I can't remember which scene. There was another scene thinking, well, this, yeah. I'm not sure this is the one. But yeah, you're right. But I think I like the I like the different pacing. I think the attention deficit kind of thing that goes on nowadays, where it's got to be fight, 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 yeah, like yeah. the Conan. It was fight, 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 I kind of feel that you've not got over that. There's part of me that thinks just intuition. Well, um, you said you burnt it, but I don't think you really have. <laughs> Maybe if you burn it, I'll, I'll forgive you. Um, so, uh, I think I'm going for it's. I'm going for four dragon's heads um, and a pair of claws. Nice. Four point five, essentially. Four point five. Okay. Okay. So, so not beating time bandits. No. No, not being time. No, bandits. okay, fair enough. Okay, I've got to ask the perennial. <laughs> Lady Hawk or this? Different things. Different things. Um, again, do... I say that every single time, though. Yeah. Kind of there. You get, you're only allowed to take two DVDs with you. You've got Time Bandits and... I think I imagine Lady yeah. Hawk because you've got yeah. a long history with that, don't yeah. you? This is like if you watch if you watch it a second time, you might think, ah, yeah, yeah. But it was a really good film to watch mm. first time. This is I'm really, really grateful for it. Actually. Yeah, it was. Well, it's, it's a it's cool. an expansion of I'd like to think a relatively good film. Um, yeah, right. Uh, portfolio. I'm, I'm got, amazing. But... I don't know why you kind of as a whole because you watch you know you have a rack of DVDs. There. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So okay, final final question. We're going to wrap it up. Um, I was thinking on the way over again. I was having yeah. a bit of a cogitate. You try, you just try to change my name all the time, aren't you, man? Uh, I know pr- it's coming. Huh? What's wrong with Amberbot? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it, man. I just, <laughs> I just want you to explore yourself. I don't, I don't, I don't think you should pigeon yourself so so well, early. Alright, right, hit me up. You probably went goblin said to me, man. Yeah, this is. Really yeah, cool. I did. I did. Which way? I didn't. Didn't, didn't change. <laughs> <laughs> didn't change. No. I was like, yeah, that'll do. You know what happened? I had to pick a username for G plus, and I didn't know. I thought, ah. I picked it, and then I thought, and then that was it. So, well, yeah. that's what I was writing under. So I thought, like, three people knew me, so I have to keep it forever. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but anyway, hear it out. Hear me out. Okay. I don't like, I don't, this is a great one, but hear me out. Ben Holder? No. No? No. Ben Holder? Ben Holder? Yeah, no, I get it, I get it, I get no, it. No. Okay, so it's not happening. Yeah. So it's still, <laughs> it's still the umberbulk, yeah? Umberbulk. Yeah, okay, I, well, umber bulk, I, think, I, think, I think that sounds like it's sticking. Nothing's shifting you hard. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I did take time to think of it as well. I think, yeah, okay, it's, and it's okay. got meaning behind it and stuff. There, so. okay, all, right. Yeah. all right, no Clydesdales. <laughs> We're some milk caps. Clyde? Horse, do you mean horses? <laughs> do you mean horses? You <laughs> all right, you wrap There's it up. Tiny, tiny amount of milk caps. Not much though. I yeah, could have been more, but it's, you know. Enough, enough. You've got to have it in the, these old films, don't you? Yeah. Like, and there was a dwarf. There was, there a, was dwarf. a dwarf. There wasn't so much the throwing weapon, but they were stabbing it through. They threw, it, but they threw the. Um, 
he threw the dagger down at the beginning. That's true. And there was, it had slightly eccentric headwear, but not enough to justify yeah. it. Oh, I, the wizard had a kind of funny oh, head thing. Oh, he had thing. a snake hat thing, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. And there was a, no cruelty to animals. There was a yeah. wizard and apprentice. There were quite a few things there, yeah. but no quicksand. Got to be disappointed with that. There was a little bit of a horse montage. Yeah. What was the deal with the horse at the end? We're meant to think that's the wizard, is it? I think so, yeah. yeah right. That's what I thought. Fair enough. Okay. So the Southwest Soga has spoken. Well, the only thing I'd just quickly say, Look. just because of the thing there, the scenery, the settings, yeah. really, really good. And yeah. sky and... All UK-based. Yeah, for real. Pinewood yeah. and the sky. Yeah, yeah. it was all and Scotland, and Wales, Wales and UK, yeah. which shows that you can get some good scenery here. Yeah. Okay, so that's an average of 4.55 dragon heads. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's the closest we've been in... in in alignment, I reckon. Yeah. Okay, so the Southwest Soap spoke, has spoken. It has spoken. Right here, there it is, <laughs> in the can. Thank you, Goblin's Henchman, Goblin's Henchman, and the Southwest Sofa Crew. Ah, yes, Ali McBeal. That certainly has something to do with why it took me a while to warm up to Galen. Thank you for switching up your scoring system from Swords to Dragon Heads in honour of movie night being under a new stewardship but have we decided how we're going to refer to the other half of the southwest sofa crew we're going to stick with umber bulk right good just need to get that straight going forward as always you've covered all the bases there and um, thanks very much for your kind words and thank you all for welcoming me to movie monday i'm certainly Starting to feel at home here. Stop the press. I've got a late entry here that I've just got enough time to squeeze in. You and your deadlines, free thrall. I think they're too harsh. Anyway, here is my call in for Dragon Slayer. If it gets in, it gets in. If it doesn't, oh well, you know. The movie was pretty good, actually. I was surprised that I still liked it. I thought the uh, acting was not super great, except for the old man who played the wizard, something Richardson, I believe. Right, Ralph Richardson. I don't know. I thought the other acting by Peter McNichol, Caitlin Clark, and yeah, that was it. They were they were not that great. Unfortunately, they were the main characters. Um, I thought the king who played that's Peter Iyer did a great did a good job. And Tyrion was, John Hallam was kind of dastardly, which I appreciated too. And I liked Hodge. Hodge was funny. Sidney Bromley. So, and then Chloe Salomon, she should have been cast as Valerian instead. Uh, she seemed to have a better presence on sta on the show. Uh, in any case, I, I thought it, was, it went pretty well. Uh, I liked, again, the mage was the hero, right? He was the dragon slayer. I guess that's what the thing is about. Uh, Galen is not the hero, even though I think they centered the movie around him, and I thought he was kind of, I don't know, too cheeky for his own good, probably. But the pacing was fine. I thought one of the best aspects of the movie was how they slowly showed the dragon. They didn't show it until the third time it appeared, and in silhouette. And then I loved how they showed, even with, I know the animation at the time wasn't that great in 1981, but the wing overs and the flying was pretty cool. And I did like uh, how the movie went. It was kind of unfortunate. I don't know. I guess I was sort of underwhelmed. I remember being that way when I saw it in the theater. Like, they made this really cool, badass pier, and then it got broken. 
Um, I know he injured the creature, but it pro- I guess it healed or something. And then the only thing that killed him was a giant explosion by the mage's body. Um, spoiler, probably, but I think everyone knows that. So, and I did like the sort of political interplay class thing, you know, that uh, the princess was always left out and then she redeemed herself and the king and Tyrion and that group, his cadre, were consistently, you know, what you would expect a horrible noble to be, which I appreciated. So uh, I was saddened by the death of the poor little baby dragons, actually. And hey, they just got to eat. And I think Galen, maybe that's why he didn't really get to kill the dragon, because, you know, he killed those poor little baby dragons. And it reminds me of that that dragon cover by Larry, I think it's Larry Elmore. Yeah, it seems like it's an Elmore cover where all these adventurers are proud of themselves and they have like a baby dragon, like a baby green dragon or a baby dragon sort of hung up on a tree. Like it's, you know, like when you pose for catching a big fish, it's pretty silly actually. But I think silly is what a lot of these 1980s movies are, potentially. So there you go. I, like I said, I generally liked it. It'd be a really cool adventure, I think. Um, I think um, the heroes would... Well, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think if this were an adventure and played as written, I think the heroes would be like, wow, I guess Elminster uh, saved the day again, or the mage in this case, saved the day again, and we didn't really do much. We just transported... Transport. We were just the guys who transported the hero of the story. So, uh, yep, there you go. Anyway, like I said, good effects, good way to present the dragon. Um, and I, I liked, uh, like I said, uh, the dragon parts, I think. Some of the dragon stuff. Anyway, too long, way too long. I don't want to take up your whole podcast by giving a 15 to 20 minute message, so I won't. This one is only about four minutes, four and a half minutes. Thank you, Carl. Carl Rodriguez there of the Geomologist Presents, again, citing the fact that this would make a good adventure, I think. Um, There's certainly lots of things you could do with these story elements here. Also, again, the acting. Yeah, the problem is the lead actors, the people we spend the most time with, are surrounded by superior actors, unfortunately which obviously highlights their shortcomings. But, um, yeah, thank you, Carl. As you say, you missed the deadline, but you made it. And don't worry about how much of the show you take up, because you are the show. And I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank everyone for their contributions. Obviously, I couldn't make this episode without you. As for... The next movie Monday, well, it appears we have even less time next month than we did this month because I need to receive your responses for the 22nd because the last Monday of March is on the 25th. And I thought, why not stick with 1981 because it's the year that keeps on giving as far as fantasy films are concerned. I've heard it mentioned a few times in the past couple of weeks, so I thought, what better than to have John Borman's Excalibur as the movie night for next month. It's been so long since I watched it that I remember next to nothing. 
So that's going to be an interesting one. If you can give that a watch, send me your feedback to spencer.freefrawl at gmail.com or over on Discord. And there is information on how to find me in the show notes if we're not already friends over there. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you. Well, that's quite enough from me. Thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate all the messages I receive. If you'd like to contact me, you can leave an audio message via speakpipe.com slash keepofftheborderlands, or one word, or you can email me at spencer.freethrall at gmail.com. You can also find me in a variety of other places as detailed in the show notes if you enjoy the show a review would certainly be much appreciated music for keep off the borderlands is provided by the multi-talented mr tj drennan and it just remains for me to say take it away tj Warning, if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor.